How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Yeah, nailed it today. Uh, well, we have a, you know, I feel like the need to perform tonight. Well, and you did, you yeah. did. And, and why do you feel that need to perform tonight? Uh, well, I'm sitting next to two of the most important people in music right now. Yes, you are. Right now. That's right. They in are today's right. music. Two of the most influential human beings are right here in our studio. In studio right now. Yeah. And would you like, uh, please, introduce them. All right, so everybody, everybody, everybody listening to this knows the brand Levitate. That's right. right? They do. Everybody. That's right. Levitate raises your soul. So to new we heights. are here with the founders and the coordinators and the leaders of the Levitate Music and Arts Festival that's coming to the Marshfield Fair on July 12th. 12th, 13th, and wait 14th. for it. That's right. <laughs> so that, that, that be there. July 12th, 13th, and 14th, and we are in 2019, and there have been other levitates. Right. So, so let's say who it is. <clears throat> I forget his name. It starts with a D. Dan Hassett, a yeah. local, local boy done good right here in our studio. We are honored to have Dan Hassett. And one of his team members, Dan, you introduce your team member, buddy. Thank you guys for having us both. Uh, my team member here is Sarah, my sister-in-law, Sarah Horton, uh, who's a talent buyer and organizer of Levitate Music Festival and the new Levitate Backyard. Ooh. Oh, really? Levitate Backyard, too. Levitate yeah. Backyard. Thanks nice. for having us, guys. Now, sure. Now, what's Levitate Backyard? It's another community. It is. It's a community, buddy. It is. And yeah. that's, that's really part of what we're going to talk about. But let me, yeah, let, just me just ask, let me just ask that again. <laughs> it's a community. <laughs> From Dan. I want to jump to the end. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here, folks. <laughs> Dr. Show just another community. We Thank just you. want to get to the festivals. Oh, is that it? Tom just ended. So, backyard? Yeah. So, our the, the backyard is our in the backyard of our literally in the backyard of our levitate surf shop in marshfield here and our concept was like our whole our whole theory and, and belief was to bring people together whether that was through serving your music and art and when we did the festival we were surprised and delighted at how successful it was and we wanted to do it all the time mm. best of the best of the best together one week in the year and then when we can get very special things here and there we'll have a backyard venue where we can do smaller events all the time at that's terrific so we'll have very special, intimate shows with really excellent bands, big bands you heard of, but we'll also, like, more, almost more importantly, be able to do continuous, like, ongoing bands that you haven't heard of all the time in the backyard. Right. It gives them incredible exposure. Right. You know? And when there's not bands going, it's going to be a nice venue for people to congregate. Yeah. It's a hangout. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a margarita bar. It's a uh, yeah, we have live music every single day, acoustic. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Every single day. Every single afternoon, Opera awesome. Beach. They're going to be, we'll have live music, margaritas, tacos. Opera Beach, is that yeah. what you call <laughs> it? Opera Beach, that's awesome. what we're doing. Awesome. So Love before it. dinner, have a taco, yeah. a nap, some chips and guac and queso, and the, uh, you know, have acoustic music. And you know, pretty much, you know, we want everyone to be able to get on stage here and play. And that's, that's cool. the theory behind it. And we're actually going to have some live performance in studio tonight. We are. We are. Oh, Sarah is going right. to be performing an original piece. Well, what you... Yeah, whatever you guys are up for. Yeah, an original piece sounds good to I me. I didn't appropriately introduce Sarah. Yeah, well, could let's you, do could that. You, yeah. Dan? So let me tell, tell you who us. Sarah is. There's a, there's a. Tell us, who's Sarah? Sarah is, she is my sister-in-law, but more importantly, she's really, really attuned to picking up on what good music is and almost all the newer bands that we get as they're on their Wait, way was, up. I'm sorry, was that a pun? Well, I didn't... Attuned? attuned. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't even catch it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah is like, you know, she is a musician herself and she's, you know, always has her ear to the ground on those things and she's got, she is a talent buyer for the backyard 
and she does a lot of the talent buying, or at least band selection for the actual music venue and curation of the uh, of the music festival. Excuse cool. me. So on top of that, she uh, goes to med school, and she's extremely organized and is for the works for the festival year round. But for the next four weeks, she's my assistant too, like my right hand woman on the festival, and goes to medical school. Yeah, yeah. wow, it's quite yeah. impressive. On uh, you know for a, you know for a hobby she goes to medical school yeah well, I, you know <laughs> and I, she's actually very, performed at the Levitate Music Festival in her oh, band really? twice really? over the years and has amazing original songs uh, or What's awesome the covers band's name? Um the band that we played with the first the first two years of Levitate was called Windsor Tree okay we were actually based out of the South Shore and we kind of got together in the area and gigged around the area and in in Boston we're now not playing so much together as a yeah. unit but um one of the members still plays with me quite a bit cool yeah that's great so it's, it was only bass because you were based out of there uh, only uh, based we needed to dunk yeah, 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 yeah. 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 keep up gonna, with the puns here it's gonna be one of those <laughs> so Dan was looking for some opening acts to warm up the bands with yeah. stand up and uh, well no no listen I have failed. wanted to be stand up you people failed. keep saying sit down yeah. they're just saying yeah, yeah. sit down but I'm Dr. Joe sit down so what are we gonna yeah. talk about with Dan I mean we got Dan for you an know, hour here and, and, and that, Sarah and that's part of what's so wonderful because last week week we were speaking about the beginning of community we spoke speaking about small groups of two dyads um and how we have dyads in our life all the time without even sometimes realizing like today i you know i, I go to buy you know a coffee i'm buying coffee from a person who's selling it that's a dyad immediately two people in a small group interacting and it gets to really the heart, I think, of what the I am is about, because the I am is really about being able to recognize that everyone's doing the best they can at every moment. It is a different way of looking at people. And, and Sarah, I think this is really important, especially in medicine, because in medicine, we have spent so much time looking at people as sick and looking at pathology. Why are they not doing as well as they can? And the I am is saying, wait a sec, let's rethink that whole thing. Because we are always influenced by four things, four domains. Your home, no one's going to argue your home has had an influence on who you are. The social domain, which is the rest of the world, that's us being here at WATD, that's going to be at Levitate, and that's really a big part of why I want you here tonight, because we can talk about that huge social domain and the interaction there. Uh, and then the biological domain of your brain and body, you're hungry, you're tired, you're digesting your lunch, you're on medicine, you're sipping a beer. And then the I see domain. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? We are very interested in what other people think or feel. We call that empathy. But what we really want to know is, what are you thinking about me? And we really live a lot of our lives worrying about how other people see us. And that is an I am as well. The I am is your current maximum potential. At this moment in time, I'm doing the best I can, but with the potential to change in the very next second to another best I can. That's what I really believe. It doesn't mean you have to like your I am. It doesn't mean you have to condone it. It's not a free ride. You're gonna be held responsible because everything you do has a natural consequence, everything. And the I am doesn't even mean you're gonna be successful. And for me, success, one definition is when you love going to work and love going home. If you love going to work and love going home, it means you feel valued in those places, which is what everybody wants. So instead of judging ourselves and other people as less than and broken, as not doing the best they can, let's look again at why people do what they do based on the influence of the domains. How do we respond to these domains? And think about these words, look again. Again, look. Again, like to repeat something, look like a spectator. The I am is saying, let's respect why people do what they do. And when's the last time you got angry at someone treating you with respect? Right? Think about it. It's like, it's impossible. Never. When, yeah. exactly, because anger is an emotion designed to change things. We get angry when we want somebody to do something different, start doing something or stop doing something. But being respected feels great. So we don't get angry. Sadness is when you can't get away from a, from a threat, you know? You don't feel sad when you feel respected. Anxiety, you can't get away from a threat. 
you don't feel anxious when you feel respected. So that's an important part of the I am. Let's look again at why we do what we do. Respect is what leads to value. And think about it. That's what everybody wants. Think about every single person you've ever met in your life. The common thread that binds us all is we just want to feel valued by somebody else. And what's cool is that every and any moment in time, you can remind someone of their value. And whenever you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. Respect leads to value, value leads to trust, and trust is the antidote to fear and anger and sadness. Because when you trust someone, you can make a mistake and you know you're not getting judged as less than with less value. So the reason why I'm so excited about tonight is because here we have an opportunity to really talk about how we can expand the I am and really look at the social domain of it, about that community piece, the membership piece. What does it mean to be part of a group? We are so interested in being parts of groups that sometimes it gets in our way, and we can talk about that in another show, but tonight we're going to just talk about how cool is it to be as part of a group and how that allows you to feel this safety, this joy, and what better place than when you're sharing music. It, it, for me, it captures this wonderful part of who we are as human beings that we can be part of a large group and feel safe and happy and trusting and valued and respected. We don't need to keep breaking into these small factions and these tribes where one tribe goes up against another. So what I was really hoping is that we can just talk about music festivals. And especially if we can go back, I know, you know you've probably spoken many, many times about how Levitate started, but I know the story. It's an incredibly important story. It's a powerful story. There are many people who don't know it yet. Dan, can you take that part over? How did this start? Yeah, I'll, I'll do the abridged version because I want to talk about the I am. But it actually, <laughs> it, it is an I am, actually. What it really was was a guy named Bob Pollard uh, who grew up in Marshfield. Um, I um, was a I worked for him in high school, and he was the founder of Levitate, not myself. And his concept was to bring people together. Like, that was what he wanted it to be. He wanted Levitate Surf Shop on the corner of downtown to make Marshall have a place for young people to get together that were interested in surfing or skateboarding. And later, we added music and art and, you know, these things that are interesting to, to him and uh, to myself. Um, I worked for him, and uh, I was a busboy at the Mill Wharf in Situate, and he was a waiter there when he was starting it, and he asked me if I'd be his, his first employee. So I was thrilled and quit my job the first day. He said that, um, but no, he wasn't opening it for like six more months. You, you quit your job at the Mill Wharf? Yeah, because immediately. Opening, opening something. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't opening the surf shop so, for six more months, I found out. Right. Biological domain at play in adolescence, <laughs> yeah. limbic, yeah. everything's yeah. happening right I'm in, now. Uh, I'm in. All impulsive. So I'm, I'm in. in. Quit. That's I quit. It. Give me that response. Okay, great. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, and then uh, so working, I worked for him for three years while he's alive. Uh, it was really cool, really down to earth. He was an amazing human being, uh, like really, really got people and really got young people. Like he was thirty to thirty-four before he when he owned Levitate before he passed away, and there was a lot of there was a there's a whole tribe of lost children in Marshfield that looked up to him mm. because he was the first adult that they were able to connect with. Mm. Um, he like had that skill. And everyone that was older either knew that he was living the right way and, like, had the right things matter. Some people, I think, thought, like, oh, he's kind of a hippie. What the heck's he doing? You know, because there's that, like, social pressure. Uh, but when he <coughs> passed away unexpectedly, uh, he had an aortic aneurysm out of nowhere. Everyone thought he was the healthiest guy on the planet. You know, he ate, like, nuts and fruits and stuff like that and mm. traveled all over the world. He's a surfer. He was fit. Uh, it was really unexpected and tragic, and I think it like uh, to everyone, like everyone that like believed in him per se, like it, it was definitely like a significant moment in their life. And people that were kind of doubting him, kind of like like oh man, like I kind of wish I was living like that. So he does have this following of people that were like that behind him, that are the real, real, real core of Levitate. And what he wanted to do was bring these people together, and he was successful in doing that at that time in, in Levitate's infancy on a smaller scale, uh, but. When I, a couple of years later, it was going to close up shop because uh, it was 2008 and the economy was crapping out and it was never profitable anyways, so it was barely hanging on at all times to, as a business. Uh, so I took over it at that point because I, I loved it uh, and it was going to close. 
and uh, we started building it uh, forward. We had I always thought it could be like a, a thing that was more than a store, like an individual, like a, just a retail store that sold stuff. Like I thought it was more than that. I believed in the fact that like bringing people together was what it was all about. Mm. Uh, and that could be through anything. It could be through surfing. It could be music. It could be art. Like it's about to be about through food for us. Uh, you know, all these different things. Um, and uh, it was a total like kind of like dude surf shop like down and dirty. Uh, when I met my wife, Sarah, uh, Jess, uh, Jess Hassett, but, you know, originally Jess Horton, which is Sarah's sister, uh, she kind of brought like, a branding aspect to it like it'd be able to make it look good like artistically hmm. it would just slowly grew it as a, a brand that represented that uh, the concept of bringing people together um i think you know in, in part of our success is rooted in the fact that with the like la- with the concept of community evaporating people realize that what we're our concept of bringing people together is what people call community so i think that's in part why we've had a lot of success uh because it's becoming increasingly fleeting in our world but uh, especially as the internet has gotten more prevalent in the way we communicate. But um, that's what we did, and we, our, our biggest thing to date is this music festival we launched in 2013 uh, at the Marshfield Fairgrounds that has kind of exploded, and, I, and it's, for, it's for the reason that people want to be able to come together and be part of something and, and have a good time with their friends. And uh, it's a very simple concept. It's, it's the premise of... The success of the festival is the premise of the topic tonight. Yeah. Um, and that's how we've got here. We want to do it in other ways and continue to grow Levitate because we think it's a good thing and it's a fun way. It's a fun job. And it's tapping into this basic and very primitive part of who we are as human beings, the need to be a social animal. It is. It's so simple. It's very simple, uh, which is the beauty of it. I don't think we fully realized that until the last couple of years as we started to like, place it together, like what was going on. Yeah. And And you're right. I mean, we are you know, in the midst of a potentially great fragmentation of our society and our community, and that's why these things are so important, because they represent that that's not who we are. Who we are is being part of a group, and we are desperate to be part of a group, sometimes, unfortunately, so desperate that we will pick a group that may not care about other groups. So that's why I think this is such an important example of of who we really are as human beings we want to be in a group where we feel that we have a membership where we feel we have a value and where we can share in something joyful and what better than music i mean music is such a fascinating component of of our brains um i mean if, if we go way back in our own time when we were babies just you know, think you, you have babies now, right? Yeah. You have young kids. Yeah. So remember when when you had little little baby, within hours of being born, baby starts to listen, and they tune in to sounds, and you can say something to a baby. You can say, "You are the ugliest thing <laughs> I've ever seen," and they will smile. Because it's not the content, it's the way you're saying it. You can say, I love you, and it'll be harsh and they'll startle. But it is the prosody, it is the way we say things, it is the the lyrical quality of our voices, you know? It is part of what goes with it. And we have remarkable research to show that that those parts of our brains are about the same in a six-month-old as a 60-year-old that the idea that we have a brain that is hardwired and designed to pay attention to the way you say things, to the way other people say things. I mean, how cool is that? Let, let, me, let me give you an, an example. Audience, audience participation moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? I want you to just say this sentence. I am having lasagna for dinner. Can you all say it? Uh, in unison? In unison, <laughs> if you can. Oh, gosh. I, I am having lasagna, lasagna for dinner. dinner. Great. Now I want you to say it. Ben, you can join in on this if you <laughs> Tom, want, Tom. Come on, Tom. Right? And now I want you to say it as a question. Same, exact same word, same sequence. I am having lasagna for dinner, but as a question. I am having, having lasagna, lasagna for dinner. dinner. Right. Now, <laughs> right? Now as a demand. I'm having I lasagna, having for, lasagna dinner. for dinner. Right? <laughs> now this one, people always get a little jittery. As a seduction. Ooh. 
I'm having lasagna for dinner. Takes it and runs. The leader, yeah. the leader of the band. Step yeah. up. I thought you guys were gonna be with me. I was out there standing naked in the rain by myself. Stop Lasagna. Giggity giggity. All right. I love it. Ben, you want to say something? Just saying lasagna, man. Giggity giggity. That's what I'm saying. So look at that. What just happened? I love it. The exact same words. I think you just brought lasagna back. Is what happened. Yeah, it's that's it, that's in the pasta. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, couldn't. It's good. It was good. It was good. It was quick. It was witty. It's great. You know, it happens so quick. Getting a lot of good feedback what for you. Okay, wittiness. so um, <laughs> same words, but the way you say it gives it a different meaning. That is what is right. so amazing about language, and it's actually remarkable that we can communicate at all. I mean. I wrote a book called Outsmarting Anger. If you think about the word anger, think how many different words there are for anger, right? Irritable, annoyed, pissed, you know, postal. It's amazing we communicate at all, but we communicate because not only we're we using these words, but we're using the way we say them. And then you add music. And now you go from something called prosody to harmony, to melody to this remarkable experience where our brains just love it. We have, been, we have been creating music maybe even longer than we've had language that we know of because there are rhythms in our world. And that's why this levitate is so incredibly powerful to me as a psychiatrist watching and thinking, what is going on? All these people coming together. How, how do people decide What's their favorite band? What's their favorite music? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. What is it that, that resonates with them? up high but don't deny and oh, sometime or more they'll be knocking at your door 
And I sure as hell do hope that you can fly. That's chilling. That was awesome. And we're back with the Dr. Joe Show. And that was Sarah bringing us in. That was awesome. All right, come on back, Sarah. Come on back from the microphone. So how does that make you feel, Dr. Joe? How is your biological domain right now? I'm telling you, that's exactly it. Because that's that's what music does for me. Yeah. I very rarely listen to the lyrics, so it's definitely a feel for me when it comes to music. And and what do you think that's about? I mean, what was that? I don't know. You tell me. You're the... You're the shrink, dude. But tell me your experience. <laughs> let, tell me the experience, Mark. With that particular so story, I've, we, we I've been, I've together. really enjoyed music for a very long time since I was very little. It's funny as my kids grow up, I'm like, really, you're not into bands like specific bands yet? Um, you know, 11, 12 years old. But it was, <clears throat> I realized as I was getting older, I wasn't really listening to the lyrics. Like I had no idea what songs were about mm. because it was just the beat and the melody and the and the feel to the music that. I was grooving to. Mm-hmm. And that to this day is the same. I still, unless I'm <clears throat> I'm really laser focused or somebody says something about the song or the lyrics of the song, a lot of the music that I hold dear to my heart, I don't know what the lyrics are about. But the music resonates. Yeah. Yep. As is this. So, Sarah, great, great song. Thank you. Appreciate it. It really was. Tell, tell was, us about the inspiration of that. Um, that song I actually picked. You had me pop out and grab my guitar last minute. <laughs> yes, I did. We yeah, were, in uh, full disclosure, we I, didn't really. Which is totally we, fine. We, yeah. I think it made for an interesting <laughs> choice. That's right. We did not prepare us here at None. all. We, we just knew she was going to bring a guitar, and in between. We <laughs> uh, well, I thought it was right here, and then she she had to go run in the hallway and tune yeah. it up, and I'm like, oh god, we really <laughs> did not did not give her enough time to do this. No, but but that's <laughs> what great. spontaneity is yeah. about, and you and you rose right up to it. So yeah. go ahead. So yeah, we, I mean, we were talking a lot. I think before I played about music and how it evokes feeling and um, I picked that song for a reason I wrote it pretty recently it's called Little Bird um, I wrote it up in Portland, Maine in my backyard on my porch um, and you said you asked me you know what inspired that song I was actually taking a walk and the song's very much inspired by another song which is another interesting topic that I could go into <laughs> another time um, but a lot of my music's inspired by other artists which I think is actually true of all artists mm-hmm. we just don't really realize it about right. ourselves it's so true um, but Andrew Bird uh, who are I don't know if you're familiar with him or not but he's an artist he's a fiddler a fantastic fiddler and actually a fantastic whistler um, which I envy because I can't whistle for the life of me. <laughs> um, and he wrote an album called My Finest Work Yet that just came out um, this past year. It's beautiful. Um, and he wrote a song on it called Bloodless, which is looking at kind of the state of affairs uh, in politics right now, mm. which I wouldn't call myself a big politic person who follows the news pretty regularly, anything like that. Um, but I can feel the vibe of the state of yep things right now and I listened to that song and it really moved me and I went home and wrote my own version of my feel and the vibes that I get from the situation and the song actually was chords before it was lyrics which is also interesting because I find in writing music that um, lyrics actually just come together based on how the music makes me feel Mm. when I'm writing it Um, so to your point uh, we really almost don't need the words to get the feel and the vibe from the song and i think that song's one of my songs that can give you a feel without even paying attention to the words yeah and and dan what what feel do you get from that song i'm going to put you on the spot there but because um, you said you get goosebumps and chills chilling to, right? me too but i'm like mark where like i historically until recent years actually like didn't hear the lyrics Mm. Um, I like I heard the song as a whole, and I think even if I didn't hear the w- lyrics, I would think that song was like haunting. But I love that, and I, I like that's a song I would love. I think I think that song could be a hit if more people heard it. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. but they just haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've been involved with promoting concerts, I've I've come to know more musicians, and many of the musicians are really tuned into the actual lyrics and the songwriting portion of it so I've become more interested in it and like I guess like when you those lyrics are I, I now hearing your description of it I, I get it but it's applicable to so many different like feelings in general that it's 
it could that song could be many different things to many different people so i was imagining the things that it was applicable to like in my world um and i think that's what i like like about that particular song so much is one that like the actual music a part of it is like haunting and really cool and i'm like emotional but then the lyrics themselves are applicable to we could be you could imagine it to mean 10 different things for your own life you know yeah and that's what that's art right that's art your interpretation of it that's right and and that's why music is so powerful and yet there can be thousands if not millions of people that like one particular song and another thousand or million of people would say i can't stand that song mm. and those are ims right it's not that one song is bad or one song is good it's how it resonates with you as an individual and what that means and then being part of a group and that come back to, to levitate um do you find that you have how do you let me just say how do you select the the music how do you select the people to come play um it, i mean the simple answer is that we have like we mix you know rock and reggae and funk and, and and folk and blues you know like we mix those genres together but the reality is that we try to get artists that a, a we listen to like we listen to literally listen to and typically it's because we like their songs i happen to like music that is has like strong emotions whether it's positive or not mm -hmm. um so we're really just picking the actual music that like we listen to honestly in our surf shop and it's our it's our theme song for our company that we're bringing people together through a lot of the bands that we actually book are bands like you know i kind of grew up around like genres of music specifically and actual literally bands uh that i grew up around like in my household uh so like i often like think to myself that like our actual like talent booker or at least curator is like my dad because he was the one playing the music in the house as i grew up mm. and that's we're picking those bands if they're still living pretty much mm -hmm. um and if not we're picking new like versions of it uh that are in the same genres um and then there's other reasons too you know we pick bands there's bands that are just out of this world that we've never heard that are new and their sound is so cool and different and it could be just fun music or it could be like meaningful music um so we kind of just piece it together i mean there's some genres we just don't do because it doesn't fit but it's, it's kind of random. We don't really have, like, a total strategy. It just is music we like, basically. Right, and, and, and that, I think, is what makes it so compelling because it's so honest, right? Yeah, it would be hard. To, I feel, I'd like to feel that if you came to it and you didn't know any of the bands, you go, wow, these, these bands are great. You know, that would be the hope, you know? Right. And that's, like, the most important thing. Like, yeah, of course, we need a couple bands. It's cool to have some bands come to Marshfield that are big bands that you know the name of, but it's more important to, like, have good, honest music that people, like, enjoy and have a good time. And it, it, it contributes to their, you know, having a, a good time at this event where, like you said, they're either coming together and feeling like they're part of something. What was the first concert you ever went to? You remember? The first concert. Or, or, or a you know, just real or, concert? Or, 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 I remember. Or just okay, out. okay, go ahead, Sarah. Sarah's got it. I'm really proud of it, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was a combo concert of No Doubt and Blink-182 together. Oh, wow. Mm. What year was that? Oh gosh. Um, 90? Probably like 98. Okay. Maybe. You don't know uh, right off the bat what your first concert was? Oh, I was going way back. I know my first like first stadium way, concert. Way back. I can actually, know, I can tell you now the ones, the earliest ones I remember. My first real concert was at the Tweeter Center, now the Xfinity Center. It was Weezer. Wow. <laughs> cool. uh, no, I yeah. just saw them recently with the Pixies. Really? It was, they were unbelievable. Same venue. Could have yeah, relived my youth there. Same exact venue. And I was there to see the Pixies because they're a band that I liked way back in the Wayback Machine. And uh, Weezer was the headliner. Yeah. And I'm like, we're staying for Weezer. I mean, I know three or four other tunes. And they put on an unbelievable show. They're amazing. They're, yeah. That was, that was such a good, like, that was a memorable, like, uh, event in my youth because I was, like, young. We never licenses. Like, someone's mom dropped us <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. Sweet. Got a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was nice. amazing. You know, and I, I think people... Do you know what your first concert was? I, I remember um, one of my most memorable concerts was it was at Harvard Stadium. Um, and most it, memorable or first? First um, memory of a concert? It, it, yeah, this is... Well, the first memory of a... You see, concerts came a little later in my development. Okay. I can tell you some of the first musical... You know he was a childhood TV star, right? 
Did no. you know that, Sarah? <laughs> no. So Are he lived. He lived no. like Macaulay Culkin in the in his <laughs> early stages of life. He was stopped on the street. He's Joe from Zoom. Oh, from Zoom. Yeah, you know Zoom, right? Yeah. Your parents do. Totally. Right. <laughs> Your parents definitely it's do. It's true. You don't. It's true. Yeah. So first concert, let's go. Come on. Well, again, the first the first musical theater I that saw wasn't the question. Okay. The first mm-hmm. the first concert that was truly powerful was Elton John nice. playing in a high school in England back wow. in got to be like 1974. Something like, I mean, and he was just starting out. Elton John in, in, in a high little, school in this little high school concert wow. in 74. And the, the home domain. Yep. The home domain has a huge influence as well. And what and what Dan is saying is that you know the music that his dad was playing has right. influenced the choices for festival right now. And we were talking about that yesterday. Is the is the that. cross generations of music and how come, you know, parents and children don't necessarily listen to the same music. But this is. This is. I an think exception. they do. It just takes. I, I think they do. It just takes them a while to admit it. Right. Yeah. And, and that was that was part of the podcast that you guys were, were doing. Do you want to just let people know how they can get that? Cause it's so on any anywhere video. you um, consume podcasts, you can find the Core 7 Business Podcast where um, I interviewed Dan uh, as one of our guests, and it's it's really cool. It's a, it's probably an hour long, right, Dan? Was it an hour long? Yeah. It was actually a phenomenal uh, impromptu conversation. That it was, my, it, was, it, was, it was really, I thought it was great. It was we great. We talked a lot about community, and we yeah. talked a lot about some of the stuff we're talking about here. But, uh, right. yeah, you, anywhere you can find iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can find it, it's the Core 7 Business And part of, part of what, what you were talking about towards the end of that was how music – did bring these generations together. You're talking about a father and a son realizing that they liked the same. What was it? it was um, somebody? So so Dan. It was Pink Floyd, so, wasn't it? Right. So Levitate uh, also creates a Spotify mix each year to help promote. And he's now I've noticed it's like the uh, the um, Hall of Fame of Levitate. I've got that <laughs> Spotify one now. The best of best of Levitate. But the, uh, prior to doing the podcast, I was listening to it in my yard for the upcoming band. So it was Levitate 2018 leading up to the show because I wanted to hear who it was going to be. So anytime I heard likes up there, I felt that you know biological domain kick and I'd run up to the phone and look at you know what, what it was. And mm-hmm. there was a band on that set list, a really funky, cool sounding band that was covering a Pink Floyd song. And all I could imagine was you know, the kid thinking this is a really cool tune and it's a kid tune and this and that. And then dad walking out and being like, I know that song. Hmm. That's a cool version of a really cool song. Let's listen to the original version right. now together. Right. right. You know, it was cool. It's I'm, great. I'm currently developing a playlist on my Spotify privately that's called Current Classic Rock, which is songs that I listen to now that I think are going to be classic rock hits in 15 cool. years. Cool. Mm. Like there's, there's you got to share it. Yeah, I, want, I want it. My association to Pink Floyd um, is. Um, my training director in my child psychiatry program, Gene Bereson, uh, was part of a band that played at every single uh, child and adolescence uh, conference when we had the American Academy of Conferences. Jeff Bostic, who was on our show, was yeah. in it. It was called Pink Freud. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. That Pink is great. Freud. <laughs> you psychiatrists love yeah. puns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> So let's let's just talk about the I am again. So, you know, we, we've spoken a lot about the four domains and how you're doing the best you can. The I am leads to two major principles. Because everyone has an I am, everyone is interested in what you think or feel about them, and you're part of someone's home or social domain, and it influences their biological domain the way they think you see them through the I see domain, because you know that we feel differently if we feel respected or disrespected. This means you control no one, but you influence everyone. Think about that. You control no one, you influence everyone. What means that? You control no one, you influence everyone. And so because everyone is part of a group, you have this influence on people. And I'm just wondering, Dan, what kind of influence are you hoping festival, your festival will have? Positive. Like that, um... I guess I would hope a, a couple things. It's not all like I personally think that people would be probably most importantly like one of the reasons we do it is it would expose people to 
new music or new food or new art or something and they would say like wow when they get interested in it and I think that does happen I think that people on the South Shore that never saw live music are coming to this festival and going wow like I'm falling in love with music or art or becoming interested in food or any of these things that they find on on the site right so I think that is what like we would hope for the, the most and I think it does happen it's just you know bringing it to Marshfield was was on that scale was um Figuring out how to do that was a challenge, but I wasn't surprised that people would enjoy it. And you have people from every state coming, right? Yeah, all, all 50 states. How cool is that? Very cool. Right, which again shows how a community doesn't necessarily need to be in one place. Right. We can have this global community. So the other thing is the IM becomes a roadmap to change. Because the domains are interconnected, small change in any domain can have a big effect. So what small change are you hoping levitate will have well some uh recently like you know in the last maybe 18 months or 24 months people that have done stuff that is you know people that i look up to have started to say hey by the way like now that you have this event with all these people at it, you have an obligation to do something with it and i'm like what the, what the hell are you talking about we're doing it we're doing the event they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's pretty much saying what you're saying is like now you can use that event to do something even more than just the event yeah like more than just doing what we're talking about, like our fundamental things to bring people together and have a good, have them exposed to new things and, and have a good time and feel like they're part of this levitate community or community in general. Um, but we've been kind of like challenged personally and as a company to actually do something like actually right. So one of the things that we thought we could do that we actually believe in that's like baby steps that we could start doing is like do things that are good for the environment. So for the last three or four years, we've kind of like secretly been turning the festival into like almost a comp- I wouldn't say it's a green event but we're starting to for for example this year there's no plastic straws at all there's no plastic bags there's no plastic anything there's nothing that's single use that's not compostable on the entire site and we more than we almost double the population of the town for the day so like if we can do it the town can do it so like we want yeah. to do that and then say to the town how come you're not doing it you know not not in a threatening way but just show that it is possible and yes. we're a business and it's doable from an economic standpoint as well for like from a budgetary standpoint so it's been challenging to like study and learn about how to do it but it is just like the little things we started four years ago we have a report that sarah puts together every year called economic impact uh, it's not, not an economic environmental impact report for the really? levitate music festival so t- tell us a bit about that sir um, so it's just kind of a compilation of all of the different ways that we're trying to make the event more green, and that can be anything from the way that we collect and compost the trash and sort it to um, some of our kind of little features in the event, such as the germination station, which is this local group that comes in and helps kids learn how to plant seeds and grow mm-hmm. things from seed um, to the new things that we're doing this year, such as, you know, reducing single-use plastic bottles and using steel pints instead of reusables and things like that. So it just shows all the little things we're working on so that we can track it year to year. See, once again, a community-based event. I mean, now you're talking global community, Mm -hmm. right? Climate change, global warming, all these things that some people don't believe in but are real. Let's face it. And that is a small change. It can have a huge effect just setting that standard right yeah yeah i think like if we're if we're successful in it we will start i wouldn't say marketing it but educating people about what's going down so they could say oh i you know if you're not recycling for your 100 person wedding then you should be you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. if we're doing it for thirty thousand people over 45 50,000 people and you're able to control the vendors that way as well yeah good Good. So, so what I'm hoping is well, we set it up for them. Like, for example, we we get a contract with a compostable plate and utensil company, and we get a, our sponsorship is they give us a discount. There's a, a company called World Centric that's focused on creating compostable reusables and or, or single use items. Excuse me. And what we do is we ban these things, you know, like straws. But at the same time, we're sending a link to all the food vendors saying, "Here's just straws that are. At, we got your discount. It's actually cheaper. You're gonna make. You're gonna make more money by using these straws. And it's and it's like. And we're letting you use these straws. Yeah, as and we're going to discount. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, so it's like a double. You know, you gotta like, you gotta find a way to make it economic. At the same yeah, because that's right. the one obstacle for green anything, right? Is that it's, it's cost prohibitive 
to be green, but everyone would do it if it was. You're telling us that it's it's actually shifting, right? So you're able to do it. You're getting straws cheaper than you could get them as an environmentally flawed material. And World World Centrics is exciting because all these new people are using straws, so it's kind of a win all around. Good, awesome. no pun intended, but that is music to my ears. <laughs> was it no pun intended no, or was it, it pun intended? It completely intended. Um, so we are moving on a little bit with our show. What I wanted to do was I had a few questions okay. that I just thought I would just throw out there for you, Sarah. And here's the first question. We're talking a lot about music, music festivals. What's your favorite song and why? Hmm. Um, so I feel like my answer is probably a little transient um, to that question, but Scarlet Begonias by Grateful Dead is, mm. is up there for me. Love mm. that song. Yeah, great song. Um, the groove of that song kind of just has this way of putting you into a happy place, and it also carries a great message at the same time. And honestly, uh, if I'm going to be really honest with you about it, I also really secretly identify with that oddly dressed hippie that is really into the blues. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, why is it transient, though? Why is this a transient answer, do you think? Because favorite song, I think, is is asking for a singular answer. Mm. And I think that my favorite song probably changes on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I right? do, too. I mean, we have favorite songs, actually, that may be associated with particular times. It was a favorite song yeah. when I was I don't know if, if, I, if I was put on the spot like that, if I could just say what my favorite song is. Well, let's try. Come on. You know, again, what's I'm your, not a lyricist. Favorite, what's your favorite song and why? It depends on the time. It depends where I am, when I'm hearing it, what era I'm thinking back to. and So you mean that... Ultimately, favorite, favorite song, I don't think I can do it. So it's transient. Maybe it's actually very. It's it's true, right? It's mm-hmm. it's really hard, but yeah. I'm but I love that song. It's yeah. definitely in my Maybe very short list. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Could be. All right, Sarah. Back to you. Can you think of a song that you associate with a particular event? A song with a particular event. Okay, so a song that I could associate with a particular event. Yeah, I think I have many songs that I could associate with a particular event. Okay, uh, but every time I hear "Ocean" by Led Zeppelin, I have these flashbacks of tuning my first electric guitar. I think even to this day, I'm always trying to play more like Jimmy Page. He's mm-hmm. kind of a big inspiration to me musically. So it was tuning your electric guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because great. it sounded like a riff in "Ocean." Um, I don't think it sounded like a riff in Ocean, but I think the first time that I I tuned the guitar, I, I was thinking in my mind, okay, this is my chance to to play like Jimmy. I have cool. the guitar, I'm tuning it, I can start practicing, and I can start working on it now. I love yeah. it. Your best concert experience. Tell us about your your best concert experience. Okay, so I think I can set up the scene for you on this one. Great. All right, so you're being covered by hundreds of extra-large, colorful balloons and confetti. Okay. You're dancing with your friends and strangers at the same time. Yeah. While watching a 25-pink robot get inflated on stage. (laughs) While watching Wayne Coin roll around the crowd singing in a giant bubble. Cool. That's what I call the best concert ever. What? (laughs) Give me, where was this? So this was the Flaming Lips up in Portland, Maine. Wow. Sounds fun. It does. What year? It was actually pretty recently. I, I'm going to say two years ago. Got it. Maybe one. They're still touring. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it was kind of a little comeback tour. Because you know who the Flaming Lips are, right? Dr. Joe? <laughs> Mark? Do you want to ask her the next question? Well, you know what's really interesting? What is, is that? the fact that she's also an artist herself and a yes. musician, as we heard, with that amazing... It's amazing amazingly powerful song. Yep. So I'd, I'd like to know if there's this particular song that makes her emotions go one way or the other, sad, happy. Is there anything specific to, that comes to mind that always will make you sad? A song that makes me yeah. sad? Um, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm very much so a feeler when it comes to music. Um, sad songs in particular, uh, the first one or two that come to mind is maybe Boots of Spanish Leather 
by Bob Dylan and then Breathe by Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sad songs. Basically any any song that's written in the key, a minor key, mm. and the artist also took the time to write beautiful lyrics will, will make me a little sad inside. <laughs> yeah, the minor key does that, doesn't it? That's what it's designed to do. Yeah. It's really quite remarkable. We'll be talking more about you know, why certain sounds elicit certain emotions as we dig deeper into this, into the biological domain of it. What about happy? Sad, sad, happy. happy's happy. Happy, okay. So Astro Van by Mount Joy and Hotel Yorba by the White Stripes are my current happy jams. Um, so if you want to get happy, White Stripes, bang, let's white go. Stripes, get it, get every me, time. me Well, happy. White Stripes, they have, they have a little bit of a mix of different emotions, but that particular song's a happy one. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then that new Black Keys song, Low High, have you heard that one yet? No. Okay, so that one, that will make you feel like an in, in, invincible badass. Um, really? So I don't know if that equates to happiness, but uh, it does for I me. think so. What is that? That's an oxytocin oh, effect, right? There's a, there's a chemical release when something makes you feel powerful, powerful, wonderful. Yeah. It's not just oxytocin. It's, it's a bit more complicated, but it is well, Let's still... have it. Give me the science real quick. So well, I put on a song yeah. that just elicits so much emotion that it just, it, the adrenaline rush it's, is coming. Well, that's part of okay. it. There's adrenaline, serotonin. There's even a bit of dopamine in there, some norepinephrine. I mean, we have all these different brain chemicals. Norepinephrine. Norepinephrine. Yeah. That's a natural chemical? Absolutely. That's not over the counter from Big Pharma? No. Okay. No, no epinephrine. Because it sounds like it's got its own trade name and everything. Well, there's epinephrine. You know what oh, epinephrine is, no. right? Nope. You never heard of an EpiPen? Oh, yes, I have. Right. But because I've heard of an EpiPen. It gets you going. Right. But that's what it is. It's, right. right. That's interesting. So, power, a lot of science behind it. Yes. And that's what is so amazing about music is that it really, it, it's a window into our brain. It's a window into who we are as human beings, and that's why we're really spending some time on this with the Dr. Joe Show, because we want people to realize everybody, every culture, every place has their own music. And again, we're going to be talking quite a bit more about that, about how if you actually listen to the music of another culture, mm -hmm. you actually develop more empathy for that culture. Hmm. How cool is that? Is that right? Yeah. That's Even cool. if at first blush you're like, oh, this music is skin-curdling. Yep. Even if at the first blush, because you're beginning to realize that this is where they are. This yeah. is who they are and why they do what they do. Yeah. It's very cool. It is cool. And we're going to, you know, again, we can, we can spend so much time talking about it because music has been around for a long time. Yeah. Yep. And we all respond. We all respond. So a sad song for me may not be a sad song for right. you, but that's where communication begins, right? You say, so why is that song elicit sadness in you? Because you learn so much about people. That's what's so much fun mm -hmm. about it, talking about these things. So, Sarah, I've heard a lot of different bands. You have a, a large catalog of musical interests. Do you have a favorite artist, a favorite band that would top the list? So favorite band, I think that would go back to the transient point. I wouldn't really say that I have one yeah, favorite band, but as far as a, a performer goes, uh, the Wood Brothers, have you seen them? Nope. So these guys, they're playing at Levitate, and they are absolute mm. top-notch performers. Which day are they playing? They're playing Sunday, and okay. they're also doing a secret pop-up VIP set, acoustic. Mm. Oh, cool. Probably the performance that I'm looking forward to the most at Levitate. Um, but when you watch them, Oliver and Chris, they're the two brothers, and Oliver's the guitar player, and he sings most of the vocals, and he's got just this killer, soul-rattling voice that will really get you. And then um, Chris, his brother, this guy can dance. Oh, cool. He plays stand-up bass, which is a very large instrument, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with it, and he just carries that bass around the stage like a human, lights up the whole stage oh, and flames. Fun. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Make sure, I'll make sure I'm going to see them for sure. Yeah, make the sure Wood you Brothers. catch it. Catch it. I'm going to actually listen to them a little bit this week, too. That sounds a, like a set you've got to catch. Yeah. But let me just ask you. I mean, part of, of what the I Am is saying is that we're one group. It's called humanity. And everybody wants the same thing. In humanity, we just want to feel valued by someone else. 
And at every and any moment in time, you can remind someone of their value. Whenever you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. And we have this example, this amazing, powerful example of music and the Levitate Festival. What is it about that festival, music festivals in general, that really exemplify and illustrate this idea that we are a community? So I think you're you're right in that it's not just Levitate. It's, it's probably every music festival. Um, I think there's something special about Levitate in particular because it, it was started from family. It was started from a small group that just invited more and more of the community to sort of join in on the fun. And it, it did originate to celebrate a little little company or, um, to begin with. but um, And to celebrate the life of a remarkable human being. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who was caring and generous and, and had empathy and wanted to give back to the community. Yeah. And that was what was, you know, why you guys started it. Yeah, so it started that way, but I think I think as it grew, more and more people came from outside of the community and still were able to get that feel or or else at least I can sense that that when you come to this environment, you feel like you are part of the levitate community mm-hmm. and everyone's included and we're all kind of here together together in this non-judgmental environment, dancing, celebrating, seeing some music, being with friends. Um, and what is it about music festivals that set that up? I'm not really sure. I, I, I haven't really figured that out, but they do. I don't know if you have any input on why it is that they set that up, but it's something about a bunch of people being in one place and, you know, everyone's welcome there. So... It's also the common thread, right? It's they're there for the same purpose, right? As a community together, as one, uh, supporting a music artist or in Levitate's case, multiple artists over and above just musicians, but they all have that commonality Mm -hmm. that want to be a part of it. Where some people want no part of that community, right? I mean, there are plenty of people that don't know that that music and art festival exists right not yet but we're certainly but you know what i'm saying like there are there are people who know that it exists but would say i don't want to be part of that community but then there are the people that are in the community that are part of that community because of the thread that they they share right yeah absolutely because you know, not everybody likes every kind of music. That's right. part of what we've been talking about as well. But that doesn't mean the human brain isn't designed to enjoy music. And and why one person enjoys classical versus heavy metal versus punk versus jazz versus blues, I mean, that's part of the fascination. And again, I think that's where you can use the I am. Say, okay, so what was going on in your early childhood experience in the home domain or who were you hanging out with in the social domain, or how did this music make you feel, and why? Right. That's that's the magic of this. And so I do think that that when you're at a music festival, and yeah, you you're there because you want to hear this particular band, this particular music, this particular orchestra, and you're with other people who want to do the same thing. Yeah. And that's the part that's amazing because you then immediately have something in common with a complete stranger. Right. And if... But they're not a stranger if they're part of your community, right? That's right. Remember, one of my phrases, every friend was once a stranger. Right. I think with Levitate, too, we select all of these different bands. I know we were talking about how we choose the lineup earlier. Um, But it's not a one-genre festival at all. And Mm -hmm. it, it, it has that uniqueness to it. We have folk and we have funk and we have reggae and we have jam bands so it actually creates an even bigger group of people that can come together and they're all there they're there for the music and they're there for the art and they're there for each other and that's really all they're there for so they don't have to worry about it when we all have our own music that's the part as well Mm -hmm. one of the things that that you know the i am helps you do is by getting rid of judgment 
which basically creates a barrier between you and someone else. By getting rid of that, you don't have to miss somebody's music. You can really listen to their music and understand who they are. And that's why I think, you know, the music is so powerful and the music festival is such a wonderful example of how complete strangers can come together as a community and just have fun. Mm -hmm. That's what our brains are designed to do. Yeah. Why, you know, we have a brain that is designed to experience joy and harmony and melody and share that with each other. It was pretty cool. I really just want to thank you guys for coming in. I know how busy you are right now. Uh, you know, the festival is just right around the corner, and I can only imagine what's going on behind the scenes. So thanks so much for once again giving your gift of time to come in and chat yeah, with us. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Was he just being wild? Who 